All right, guys, good morning and welcome back to Owning Your Authenticity. We are officially recording episode 10, which is so exciting. And it is also the second part of a two-part series on boundaries, uh, which like I said in last episode nine, is one of my favorite topics because once you really learn to set boundaries and that you're allowed to and how to do them in a healthy way, my goodness, the amount of doors that can be opened for you in feeling better and living that more authentic life and and taking away struggles that don't need to be there. I mean, it's honestly magical. So we're going to dive right in. Um, I'm really, really excited. I hope you stick with me for this episode and let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Owning Your Authenticity with me, Diana Terry. This podcast is all about breaking down the stereotypes we were raised with to create our real, authentic life. We talk about every kind of relationship, life and business, creating worthy routines, setting boundaries, and leaning into that little voice that says, you are meant for more. If you've checked off all the boxes of what you were supposed to do, and you still feel like it's not right or not enough, then this podcast is for you. I know that your time is super valuable, so thank you for joining me, and let's get started. Okay, so last week on the podcast uh, was week one, and I talked about how to know when to set boundaries and who to set boundaries with, and we talked about evaluating your core values, and oftentimes when a boundary needs to be set, there is a person in your life that is overstepping your core values. And that's often where a boundary needs to be drawn. And what we didn't cover last week was how to actually do that. Because so many people are like, oh, I need to draw a boundary here or this this crosses my boundaries. But unless you actually take the steps to know where that boundary needs to be, what it needs to look like, and then communicate that boundary to the other person, then all you're doing is living your life in this mental merry-go-round of being like, oh, this crosses my boundaries. How could they, how dare they do that? But then you haven't set the boundary. So really, how much can you hold them accountable to something they don't know they're supposed to be doing? Um, and this happens often, um, setting people up for failure in your own mind of sitting there quietly expecting something of someone without telling them that they have an expectation to uphold and then getting upset with them for not meeting that expectation. It happens all the time in relationships. People talk about playing games and relationships, and this is what it's about. It's about not communicating something that you need or something that works for you, and then being upset by the other person not reading your mind and understanding that. So we're going to dive into it. I've put together this little um, acronym for you to help you remember the process of setting a boundary, and it's called OPEN. So it's Observe, Prepare, engage and nurture. And I'm going to go over those things right now. But just remember that you need to, by setting boundaries, you open the door to the next level of your authentic life. Setting boundaries opens the door to you not constantly being stressed out by something that you know bothers you because we're going to learn how to communicate with that somebody. So the first step to this is to observe. And this is means how do you feel when you're interacting with this person? Do they do they violate your core values? Is it something where 
you dread hanging out with this person because every time you do, you know A, B, or C is going to happen and it bothers you? Or do they, do they improve your life or do they hurt your life? Are you constantly leaving interactions with this person feeling less than good about yourself or questioning yourself when you didn't do that before? Or do you act different around this person? Do you feel like you have to change who you are around this person to protect yourself from behaviors that violate your core values? So the first step really is to observe. Observe the people in your life. And we talked about this a little bit in the last episode of like making that list of the people in your life and making that list of your core values and seeing how those line up or if somebody consistently crosses your core values in a way that you're not okay with. So that is step one. Observe. Observe yourself. Observe your relationships. Observe how you feel about them. Observe how people make you feel by their actions. And then the next step is to prepare. So after we observe something, we can usually pinpoint, you know, hey, something's wrong here. Hey, I need to make a change here. This doesn't feel good or this feels off. Um, And that's where you start to prepare by evaluating your relationship. You evaluate what is it in your interactions with this person that bothers you or that makes you upset or violates your core values. So you need to understand exactly where a boundary needs to be set. And that's part of the prepare step. So is it a boundary with time? Is it that, you know, maybe you are a new parent and somebody doesn't understand that you don't have as much time as you had before when you didn't have a child to take care of? Or maybe it's access to you. This is a big one, especially with the fact that Nowadays, you know, people can text you whenever they want and expect a response or people, some people just show up to your door. That's a big boundary that gets uh, blurred a lot with um, adults, newly adults. So people coming out of turning 18, moving out of their parents' house. A lot of people I know struggle with their parents just showing up because they still feel like they have this level of access to their kids, but their kids are now adults. Um access to you via text messages or expecting immediate responses? Is it the words that someone says to you? This is a big one for me. I have struggled with this in the past. And and one thing I saw on Instagram recently actually was a way to say it without feeling like you're going too far. But if you just say, I'm not interested in being spoken to that way. It's incredibly, incredibly powerful was making an observation about people in general or things like that. There can be boundaries drawn around all of that. And even physical space, you know, um, one thing that I'm teaching my kids is if you don't want to give someone a hug, you don't have to. You get to say no to letting someone in your physical space. And I know I mentioned this in last week's episode, but or it's just the way that you're touched. If, if you're at work And I know plenty of people do this, especially like I work in a restaurant and there's a lot of like, we have to walk past each other next to each other. And, you know, I'll just put my hand on the back of someone's shoulder or something be like, oh, excuse me. Some people are uncomfortable with that. And when I was a manager in a restaurant in LA, you know, part of our training with our staff was anything that makes you feel uncomfortable, you let us know and we won't do it because that's your boundary. It's your physical space. Um, 
And some people just don't like to be touched. So respect it. I'm teaching my kids if they don't want to give someone a hug, they don't have to. Family, friend, it doesn't matter because that's their personal space and they shouldn't be taught to let someone violate it. So prepare yourself and prepare in your mind the boundary that needs to be set that's going to keep you feeling safe, that's going to give you the mental, emotional, physical freedoms that you don't have when those boundaries are violated. And then this hardest step of all, well, one of the hardest steps is to engage. And that means to engage in conversation with this person and set this boundary. And this this is the part where most people are lost because they're like, how am I supposed to tell someone, especially if it's someone you've known for a long time or or it can be awkward if it's someone you just met. It's hard. So what I suggest is, first of all, my biggest thing that I, in any conversation, whether it's about setting boundaries, or if you want to just have a heart to heart with someone, or you're having an issue with your partner, and you want to talk about it, you can never assume that the person is ready to have that conversation just because you are. And this is so often, I think, a reason that a lot of people's arguments get bigger than they need to, because if I go up to you and be like, hey, I'm really pissed off that you did this, and, and you're in a mental space of like, oh my gosh, I have 10 minutes left to finish this assignment for school, or I have a deadline for work and I have, you know, I have to get it done and I'm in that zone right now. I, that person's not mentally prepared to have this conversation and therefore you're not going to get their full attention or you're not going to get their best understanding or an open ear to listen to if you come at them just because you assume that they're ready to talk because you're ready to talk. So all of my conversations when it comes to having something you know, obviously, where do you want to go to lunch is not the same thing as, hey, let me set a giant boundary. <laughs> but um, I start with, hey, I'd really like to have a conversation with you. When is a good time for you to chat? And then we set something up so that we can both be prepared to be in that space and communicate with each other. So that just starts you off on a, a better note right there, right out the gate. And then when you're having this talk, you need to let them know like, hey, The reason I wanted to talk to you is because I value our relationship. And in doing so, I want to make sure that it is the healthiest relationship it can be for both parties. And that brings me to the point of, you know, some boundaries I feel like I need to set. So what this does is it sets up the person to understand that this isn't an attack. You're doing this because you, you want this relationship. You value this relationship. You want to nurture this relationship and engage in it. Um, And so then the conversation that I like to have and that I suggest is to really make it about the action and not attack the person as a human being, because really that doesn't ever go well. And attacking the person is not really what it is. We're, We're attacking an action that they consistently do that violates our core values and therefore needs a boundary. So what you can say is when you do X, Y, and Z, whatever it is, I feel this way. So when you make comments about my body, I feel uncomfortable. Or when you get upset with me for not responding immediately to your text messages, I feel upset that you're not respecting my time. When you constantly touch me on the waist, It feels uncomfortable and I don't like it. So all of these things, we're talking about the action that makes you feel uncomfortable, the action that upsets you. 
And that's a much easier thing for someone to receive because it's not an attack on them as a human being. So and when you can say is like these these actions or this thing that you do, it violates my core value of this. I, I you know, maybe you can say I've been really, you know, doing some reflection on myself and I've discovered that one of my core values is is feeling physically safe. And so when you do this action of constantly touching me on the hip, I, I no longer feel safe and I would really like to feel safe around you. So if you do you think you could respect that boundary, I'd like to set of maybe not touching me like that. Or with time of, you know, you, I've, my core value now, maybe you just had a baby like we were talking about before. And my core value is to spend um, a lot of family time together right now in these new phases of uh, motherhood with my partner or fatherhood or whatever, parenthood. And when you assume that I, you know, am going to take time away from that, or when you get upset that I don't, it violates that core value of, of focusing on my family in this moment. And I, you know, I'd love to continue our relationship, but my, my core values have shifted a bit and I want to express that to you so that we can better communicate on what time I do have available to engage in our relationship. So there are plenty of ways to say it. And if you're, if you're struggling with how to talk about a boundary, a specific one, message me on Instagram or send me an email. I'd be happy to talk it through with you. Um, and so then the last step is to nurture. And what this means is nurture this new relationship you have. Nurture this new boundary, this new level of respect you have for your core values. And understand that this is a new space where you get to live a bit more authentically. So nurture that. And you have to nurture it with this other person. Because one thing that maybe we weren't always taught or that we forget is that we we get to teach people how to treat us. You 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 don't get to just other people don't get access to treat you how they've decided you need to be treated or how they treat other people. No, that's I'm a hard no. You get to teach people how to treat you. You get to teach people what is acceptable and what is not. A hundred percent. So when we talk about nurturing this new relationship, we're talking about being assertive and reinforcing these boundaries. And it's, it is bound to happen that, you know, after we've had this conversation, we set this boundary, they're going to do it again. It usually happens because they're not used to this new version of your relationship. So when they do, you can just gently say, hey, I, you know, I just want to point out that we did have that conversation and unfortunately we've, you know, I feel like that's been violated a little bit right now. Do you think we could focus on redirecting that? Do you think, do you think we could pay a little more attention to this action? I'd really appreciate it. And more often than not, that's, you know, going to be received in a positive way. But you also get to stand up for yourself. Like you need, you need to be assertive in your boundaries. And a lot of times what happens is someone gets, the strength and the the resolve to set this boundary, but it's not always received well on the other end. And so one, you need to know you have every right, 100%, almost a duty to yourself to be assertive in this boundary. Now, you don't have to be aggressive. This is a concept that I got through reading that book I talked about last week, Making Space. She talks about the difference between being assertive 
I'm being aggressive. You can be assertive without being aggressive, without being confrontational, without making it worse, but you're allowed to stand up and say, hey, do you remember that conversation we had a week ago where I set the boundary around this action? I feel like I feel like that just happened again. Can we please uh, maybe together pay a little more attention to that? And things like that are are easy ways to to bring it to light. And it's it's almost like training a puppy or raise or teaching a child something. You have to do it over and over again until it becomes a habit where they just know that that's a violation. And you have every right and like I said, a duty to yourself to do so. Um. So. One of the other things you get to nurture in this new space is this new freedom you have by having healthy boundaries. So say we're talking about the boundary of time to our new parents and say they had a friend who constantly was upset that they weren't as available as they used to be when they didn't have kids or they're not hanging out as much. And you've set this boundary around, listen, I, you know, right now is I'm family focused but maybe I'm having a barbecue over a long weekend. We'd love for you to join us then because that's a healthy boundary. That's engaging in time when you know that you can be mentally present and give to that person, give to that relationship in a way that is good for both of you because now you're not feeling upset. You're not feeling like your time is being taken. You feel like you're getting to give your time to this person in a whole and healthy way. And that's a beautiful thing. So One thing I do want to talk about is that sometimes there are extreme boundaries that need to be set. And another verbiage that she uses in the book Making Spaces is the difference between a boundary and a barricade. And there are times when you need to build a barricade. Boundaries can be flexible. Boundaries can have a a time limit or a goal. Maybe you're like, hey, I'm feeling this is a little too much. Can we take a month off from this behavior? I just need a break. I'd love to come back to it, but I just need a break. Boundaries are flexible. They can give, they can take as long as you're the one deciding how that goes. And I don't mean flexible in the way that someone else gets to push your boundaries and you just bend for them. I'm saying you get to decide when they're flexible. You get to decide when they need to bend and weave or when they need to be steadfast. And that's about you being in tune with yourself, reevaluating your core values, reevaluating your relationships when something feels off. Go back to that step one we talked about in last week. Sit down and be like, oh, who's violating something that's making me feel this way? Oh, it's this person and it's violating this core value. And that's because, oh, I realized I had set a boundary, but I didn't stick to it or I didn't expect them to stick to it. So boundaries are about communication. They're about access. And so that's why you have to be specific when you set your boundaries. That's why we say, talk about the specific action that crosses your boundaries and explain to them in a conceptual way how it feels on your end. When you do this, I feel unsafe because this action violates my core value of A, B, and C. And then when that happens, I feel unsafe. Oftentimes people will respond in a much better manner if they have a true understanding of what they're doing to you. Maybe they don't even know. So again, boundaries are something that you get to be specific about. You get to explain. When you have to set an extreme boundary, when you have to cut someone off or cut someone out of your life, it is incredibly, incredibly hard to do. And more often than not, when you are going to that extreme, it's not always respected the first time out. 
They don't always respect your boundaries. They try and show up. They try and force communication. They try and force themselves back into your life. They try and guilt you. That's a big one. How, how dare you do this? What all the things I've done for you or whatever it is, or I've been in your life for so long. It does not matter if you have gotten to a point where you know that this person being in your life is not a good thing for you, then that's it. It doesn't matter how they're related. You know, obviously, there are certain instances where whether it's like a custody thing and, and you know, you have the law is telling you that, you know, you guys have to share. I don't know. I'm not going to get into all that. But I'm telling you that you are allowed to set barricades in your life, extreme boundaries, and you are allowed to remove people from your life. They may not like it, but if it's better for you, you're allowed to do it. Now, I don't think you should just willy-nilly do it out of the blue because you had an emotional day. I'm talking about really reflecting, reflecting on what's good for you, reflecting and, and diving deep into understanding the little things that are adding up that are making it so that this person should not be in your life. If that's the case, follow the same steps that we talked about. Follow our steps of observe, prepare, engage, and nurture. And the only difference I say with setting an extreme boundary is you have to be very, very specific about what is acceptable when you're cutting someone off or out. You have to say, listen, I, I will not receive text messages from you. If you cross that boundary, I will block your number. I will not receive messages from you via social media or you can let them know from the get. I, I plan on unfriending you or blocking you because I don't feel safe in that way. Um, you are not allowed to show up to my house. Please do not send me anything. Please do not communicate about me to my partner. I don't know. You're allowed to be incredibly specific. And when you're cutting someone off, you need to be specific. They need to have a clear understanding of what is allowed and what is not. Because then if they try and violate the specifics, you can say, no, we had this conversation. I very clearly laid out that these things are not okay. That can be incredibly hard, but it can also be incredibly, incredibly powerful if you have someone in your life that is really not good for you. Um, oftentimes, people that get cut out of your life tend to be maybe narcissists or mentally, emotionally, physically abusive, things like that. So it can be scary and it can be hard. Um, and reach out for help. If you're struggling with this, find someone you trust, talk to them about it, get their support. Um, you know, even if it's just someone to talk to or someone to vent to, find, find that support for yourself. And then I want to just touch on what can happen after we set boundaries. Boundaries can cause a range of emotions and it will happen in you and the person you're setting a boundary with. Um, people can get angry. They can be offended. They can withdraw from the relationship or they can go on the attack and guilt you into it. So I just want you to be aware that setting boundaries causes an emotional response, whether that's going to be an emotional response saying, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that I was making you feel this way. I am so upset with myself that I have been hurting you. Thank you for telling me. That's like, woohoo, let's shoot for that. <laughs> but that's not always the case of what's going to happen. So just be prepared before you go into that, 
engaging stage of having that communication and that conversation. Just be prepared. Not everybody takes it well and you've had time to process it and they are just hearing of it now. So that's something to keep in mind. But just know that, again, I think I said this in the last episode, the only people that are truly upset by you setting boundaries are the ones benefiting from the lack of them. So if someone is so incredibly offended and angry and hurt by the fact that you set a boundary for your own core values and your mental health and safety, chances are they were benefiting from that boundary not being there. They were benefiting from the access to you. They were benefiting from you giving more time than you could. They were benefiting from being able to be in your physical space or, you know, all of those things. And now that's being taken away from them. So just know that you don't, you don't get to control how they react to things. You get, you get to control what you do. You get to control how you communicate, what you say, what goal you have for the end. If you say my goal is for our relationship to be better for both of us, that's what you get to control. Their reaction to it, their anger, their guilt trips, their withdrawal from you, you control none of that. And that is a really hard pill to swallow. But I just want you to be prepared that it, it can have those effects. And as you continue to go through this, you know, encourage the good behavior. As you guys are growing into this new form of your relationship, encourage good behavior. So when they when they chose not to text you or they texted you and you didn't respond immediately and they didn't get mad like they used to, when you do finally respond to that message on your own time, you can say, man, thank you so much for your patience and and getting my response. I really appreciate that. So we need to have this positive reinforcement of our boundaries and be assertive when they're being attacked. And that's all you can do from that point. Just stay true to yourself, stay true to your boundaries. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, when you, when you finally set that boundary and you stick with it, my goodness, the freedom that you will feel, the mental freedom. The, I mean, I started sleeping better, which is something I don't do. So it's just, it's, it's almost magical how, how freeing and how liberating boundaries can be and how they can create more meaningful in-depth relationships, which is really the goal in general. So I really hope that this this formula of being, you know, opening this next chapter in your life, opening the, the next level of your authentic life by observing, preparing, engaging, and nurturing your boundaries, I really hope it helps, honestly. And I'd love to hear from you. Um, if you want to, you know, get a hold of me, you can go through our website, owningyourauthenticity.com. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Owning Your Authenticity. Um, and if you did find some value in this episode, please do me a favor and just screenshot it, share it on social, tag us. Um, every little bit counts. And then in order to help us make more episodes, you guys can subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you choose to listen to. Um, we appreciate all of that. And I thank you so much for listening. And I really hope you have a beautiful day.